You know what's weird? We were having weird activity in the house last summer. That's what you say. And then it was it was like, you know, normal throughout the winter and stuff. But once it started warming up again, I'm there's weird stuff going on again, man. And I have no idea what it is. Like, it, could it be my memory? I don't think so. But is it possible? Sure, I'll give you that. But I came into the studio a couple weeks ago, and one of our little astronaut light guys was turned on. It was this one right here next to where my table's at. The it one was turned they, on. The one we posted on Facebook one time in the past. Did we? Just today. Don't do that. Don't make us. Don't. That's that's on you then. You got to post that picture because I'm going to forget. I already did. So, so, so anyway, the time you've seen this little, yeah. little the, evil demented possessed yeah. light the, the, it's it's not possessed or demented it's a little astronaut light that his face lights up and it's a cool light that i got from a chinese knockoff site probably somewhere but it was it's a touch lamp you touch the top of it and it turns on it's uh runs on a charge you know you plug it in there you go and i have three of them throughout the studio one of them if you watch our videos the b footage you'll see a light shining on our logo on the wall that is one of the astronaut lights well, the one next to the table was turned on and I always turn these off and the charge only lasts like eight to 10 hours. Right. Right. And so I came home from work one day. I came in the shop and the automatic like motion sensor light that kicks on when I walk in the shop didn't turn on. And so instantly I'm spooked. I'm like, oh, God, no demons. And I look over and there's only one light on. And it's this one shining like a beacon in the complete pitch darkness of this studio. And I'm like, oh, that's creepy. So I turn on the regular shop lights. And I come over here and I and it's I turn it off. And I'm like, how is that thing on? Like I turned it off last time we recorded, which at this point was a few days. So it shouldn't have even if if it was on from then, it shouldn't have even been on because it would the battery would have died. Um, and then I text China. And I'm like, did you turn on this light by any chance? And she was like, no, I didn't touch it. Okay, so it's fine. It's cool. Whatever. I let it go. Do what I need to do, and then I leave. And then the next morning, the lights in the the shop are on, and I notice because I'm walking in the kitchen. And I do, and we're, there's this long hallway that leads to the studio and my shop. So I look through the glass door and I see that the light is on the shop. I'm like, oh, that's weird. I definitely, before bed last night, distinctly remember pushing the off button on the on the app and turning off the lights and looking to make sure I saw them turn off. Surprise, it's back on, right? I'm like, oh, well, it's, you know, four o'clock in the morning. I'm not going to run down there and check it out right now. I turn it off again and I, you know, went to work and then I came home and I came in the shop and I, was, I looked at this light that was on and I was like, okay, it's not on. And then I look up at this one over here pointing towards our logo and it is on. And, you know, China was working out in, in here the day before. And so I text her again. I'm like, okay, are you fucking with me? Like, did you turn this light on? She's like, no, I'm not touching your lights, Scott. And I'm like, okay. And number one, that is actually probably higher than she can reach. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, that is, she would yeah. have to, yeah, she would have to stand up on that chair. And, you know, she is with she, child, probably she, not. Yet. And she's short. Yeah, she's very short. She's five foot. So yeah, so she probably can't even reach that. But yeah, that one was on. And I'm like, okay, for sure that one wasn't on yesterday. What's going on? And so between the shop light being on and then these lights randomly being on, spooky once again. And so another thing that has happened is I've heard three separate noises from inside the house. When you were helping with the China's flat tire a couple of days ago, right? I left the front door open and like unlocked. So if you guys stop by before you got the tire or something like that, you could just come inside. Right. I was in here on the phone with my mom and I heard noise as if someone was in the kitchen and I was like, oh, they're probably here. And I felt bad because I was on the phone with my mom. And I was talking to her for like 30 minutes. I was like, oh, I'll go talk to them, but they can take care of themselves if they're in there, obviously. And before I was off the phone with my mom, I heard the noise a second time, which sounded like someone putting stuff down in the kitchen or moving about. And I was like, oh yeah, I should probably definitely. And I hung out with my mom and I walked in the <laughs> living room and no one was there. Like it was literally, I'm like, okay, did they, did they leave already? 
nothing. And then I went and I took diapers that were downstairs and I brought them into uh, my son's nursery and I was putting them in the closet and I hear the noise a third time, except this time it's coming from the living room. And it just sounds like someone moved something around or like banged into something. And I'm like, what the actual? And like, I, so I go downstairs and I'm like looking all over the place. And I'm like, you've gotta be shitting me right now. Is there like, there's just disembodied noise coming from all over this house apparently when I'm alone in the summertime and it's creepy. And it creeped me out a little bit. And so I was like, you know what? You're not going to get me. Not today, demons. Not today. There's two possibilities. One could be the one where China sent me a text. She's like, I think Scott's losing it. Yes, that is a possibility. She didn't send me that text, but it's funny. Yes, obviously. The other could be <laughs> that I did an experiment and I didn't tell you about it. There is a Ouija board underneath the cushion of your chair. That's impossible. This chair does not. This cushion is attached to the chair. So nice try. The devil. But... Well, when you do it right, you just make a little slice and slide it in there. Mm, gotcha. You're like, you've probably been wondering why your seat's a little bit more firm. Why it's vibrating underneath me? Yeah. And what feels like really just evil Yeah, vibes. I put the planchette in there. So whenever you move your butt around, yeah. you're probably dialing up Saying some hello demon. Hello the devil. Yeah. Well, that concludes it, I guess. That's... I don't know, man. That's some kooky stuff. It's just weird. Like, I don't... There's, there's weird noises in this house, obviously, but the fact that... This only seems to happen in the summer. Like when we were on vacation last year and Alex and Chris were here, that's when the dogs were hearing weird noises. And then they, like the dog was growling under the bed and shit. It was only in the summertime. Maybe your house is expanding a little bit because it's thawing out. Yeah. Or maybe it's an Airbnb for ghosts. That could be. Yeah. And they're like, oh, this would be a nice place for us to, a little haunt away from the family. Yes. Well, they probably heard about us, man. Huh. They're like, hey, man, let's go check out. If the you guys are going through Alaska, these guys talk about us all the time. Let's right. stop in and take the tour. They really do be like that. So, you know, hey, wouldn't you rather if they're going to show up to make a little bit of noise so you know, so then you can talk about them? No, I would prefer them shut their mouths or their claps or their sounds. I'm sure they're not clapping. They're just moving stuff. They're just, <laughs> they're just in the room clapping. Can you hear this? Look at this light, Blanche. Pretty cool. They didn't have that back in the 40s. Did yeah. They? No. Same. Look, and I just touched it and it went on. I can't turn it off. He's going to know. But what I did think about immediately was the possibility of walk-ins. And when there's a child about to be born, there's plenty of theories out there that survive, like revolve around souls and weird stuff that could enter or attempt to enter, right? And we even touched on some um, stories like weird things that kids have said and stuff. And a couple of those memories that kids have are when they were in the womb. Yeah. So pretty much like viewing the outside world, like almost like out of body experience. So was he, you know, scoping out? Cause I do talk like when I was in his nursery, I talked to him occasionally like, Hey, well, your mom and I got a great spot set up for you. You know, we're ready for you. Come on home. Well, yeah, I mean, we just did an episode on reincarnation. You yeah. know, they supposedly or the way the story goes is we choose where we want to go before we're born we choose our parents a lot of times they've been in our lives before true and they do show up ahead of time because a lot of times these kids will tell you things that like either you weren't the, the mother wasn't pregnant yet yeah or or whatever i mean there's there's so many stories from so many different directions you're like maybe maybe the relatives are like coming to get the place ready and making sure there's no demons here could be something clean, clean you know, the joint out. Yeah. What you could be hearing is them spiritually, spiritually saging your house to protect the baby. Yeah. Don't go sinister. Me, Mr. Hippie is automatically going to think this is good energy. Yeah. Well, you would, wouldn't you? You'd... Wouldn't you rather have it my Tiny. way than your way I, in this situation? I would rather it be no way and just 
If you have a spiritual realm looking after your baby, that's a good thing. That is all fine and dandy, but that is not what we're here to talk about. And anyway, I just wanted to kind of touch on that a little bit. Share about, once again, weird shit going on in the the studio. It's mainly in the studio, but this time I actually, you know, heard some noises in the house. So it's interesting. It's just fascinating that this doesn't ever happen to me. It probably does, but you just don't pay attention to it. It probably happens all the time. You're yeah, it's normal, whatever. My brain probably did this. Or like, hey, keep it down. Yeah, there you go. But anyway, let's get, can we fucking, let's get into this intro, get, getting those summer vibes. Welcome back to the TFT summer break. We're going to get started in just a moment here after the intro. We'll see you inside. What a long pause for. It's the intro over. No, it's not. Sorry, I didn't mean to blow up. back to tfd summer break in today's episode we're going to be touching on allegedly true stories shared by astronauts about things they witnessed while out in space you said allegedly like i was right in this one <laughs> no i say that with almost every uh, and I, i'll get into allegedly allegedly and i use the term allegedly very loosely on today's episode as it's a rare occurrence where i'm not actually sure where i stand at some uh, of these stories uh, yeah if you would have read a little further ahead we got it, wouldn't you? Yeah. I do that all the time to you. <laughs> You'll mention stuff. I'll be like, that kind of reminds me of this. And you're like, yeah, well, a couple sentences down, we'll get to that. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, so I use the term allegedly very loosely on today's episode as it's a rare occurrence where I'm not actually sure where I stand on some of these stories. A few of the stories seem to only exist through random conspiracy message boards and various social media echo chambers, uh, but don't actually hold much weight when you look into them further. So, uh, yeah, some of these, I believe, uh, some of them are very conspiratorial and, you know, we can maybe touch on that a little bit. It's a little dicey when you talk conspiracies with the paranormal and unexplained crap, because some of them, some people go balls to the wall with conspiracies and I do myself as well, but we don't tend to talk about those subjects because everyone's very sensitive and gets triggered very easily. And Christian and I have vastly different beliefs on most of these conspiracies anyway, so we would get triggered easily. And then we just bring the, the, the entire freaky deaky ecosystem would collapse upon itself. And what's the le- le- lesson here? Don't get triggered. Don't get triggered. Sure. Sure. That triggered me by you saying that. Yeah. Don't let yourself get triggered, man. That's victim mentality. Triggered. Anyway, I came across a few different articles that just kind of, it would like almost like, like a, I guess, you know, like stuff like Ranker and like List First and all stuff where it, it finds these different stories, combines them into a nice list and says, spits it out for views and clicks and all that fun stuff. And throws but, an advertisement into the corner and stuff like into that. Into the corner? No. Try every other paragraph yeah. with most of these websites. Yep. But um, but this one was per- and interesting in particular because I I've heard a couple of these maybe over the years but i had no it's almost like every single astronaut that's going on, gone up to space has come back and allegedly said some, something about it like i mean you know this even this first one we'll get into is kind of i've heard this in passing but i've never actually looked into it so i'm not entirely sure how accurate it is but it feels you're not wedded to this theory no i'm not okay um the first one obviously neil armstrong let's touch on that never heard of him yeah who's that didn't he race bicycles 
I thought he was like an artiste. He was this, would blow a trumpet or something. It's Louis Armstrong. That's Louis Armstrong, yeah. That checks out. Uh, yeah, Neil Armstrong, besides strolling around the moon and saying some famous words, may have seen some gigantic UFOs in space, according to a source no less dubious than Aliens and Man, a synopsis of fact and beliefs. Armstrong is rumored to have sent a secret message to NASA during the Apollo 11 mission in 1969. Armstrong allegedly said, quote, These babies were huge, sir. Enormous. Oh, God. You would not believe it. I'm telling you, there are other spacecraft out here lined up on the far side of the crater's edge. They're on the moon watching us. It's one of many, many such tales associated with the first lunar landing. Armstrong was notoriously tight-lipped about his experience in space and never commented on this rumor, likely because there simply wasn't much factual basis for the claims that he ever saw or said anything, any such thing. Which, look, I can 100% see how people would see, see this as factual because the government would keep that secret. They would. Like NASA would not be like, oh, what did you say? You saw gigantic-ass UFOs? All right, let's get this over to the news broadcasting. Especially then, they would have kept it quiet. Yeah, because we're in the middle of a Cold War and shit, right? Yeah. Like, so, so you're going to keep everything tight-lipped. It's yeah. not just going to be... Yeah, until you made sure it wasn't the Soviets. Yeah, that would suck. You yeah, know, the Soviets have really dope-looking spacecraft. Yeah, I, I can guarantee you somebody, and if this did happen, somebody in Washington, D.C. is like, or at the Pentagon is like, they're the Russians. Yeah, there's they've got there before us. We we'll need see, more. We need more money for the military. Yeah. On the opposite end of the spectrum, though, we have a couple stories in here from cosmonauts that are just loose lipped with everything. Like, yeah, I fucking saw this shit. Yeah, they're a little bit more open. Yeah. So does that lend any credibility to the fact that maybe these things are going on? Or do you think it's the same situation, but reversed, where the cosmonauts are saying stuff to lead us astray and being like, oh, yeah, this is what I saw so that the U.S. government's freaking out like, wait, what? Aliens? That is possible. I mean, we know that from yeah. other things we've talked about that both the Soviet Union and the United States were doing that to each other all the time. Yeah. You know, making one think the other had something going on so that they would spend a lot of money, Yeah, you know, to look into it. And that's the... That's the, when you get into conspiracies, it's easy based on your own perspective to kind of latch onto one theory and be like, this is why they did it. And this is it. And it kind of like leads down this rabbit hole. Right. And, and then anytime anyone says anything contradictory to what you think, instantly they're, you know, propaganda or, you know, part of the big cabal that's trying to keep everything under wraps. But you, you're not doing number one, the theory or yourself or anyone that you're talking to any justice by just you know, flapping at the gums and just sticking to your, like, if you're not looking into it and being like, well, the other possibility is this, like you need some kind of balance there. Otherwise yeah. you're just going to lead everyone astray. And like, like what we've mentioned a ton of times, the last thing we want to do on this podcast is just lead people astray for clicks or views or listens or downloads. Like none of that is important. There's, there's so many podcasts out there right now that are doing that exact same thing yeah. and they're blowing up. They are getting so many downloads because they're just running with, you know, what is sensational. And we're not trying to be CNN or Fox News or MSNBC here. We're trying to be just bring you the facts and you decide what you think based on it. But yeah. We're not going to like sugarcoat anything or or weigh, weigh things more to one side or the other. Like we're just saying this is the story. There's possibility where I could believe this to be very factual and happen. But on the opposite side of that coin, there's reasons why it definitely, you know, it seems that it also couldn't happen. And that it just, you know, like a, a false, not to say a false flag or anything like that, but similar. Yeah. Everything should be questioned. And then once you believe it, you need to keep questioning it even more. Yeah. Because that's where it gets dangerous, no matter what it is. Your favorite sports team, if you believe they're the greatest thing in the world where you wish death upon the other teams, there's a problem there. 
you know, even on that level. So you really have to be a little bit more yeah, open to this might not be anything like Neil Armstrong never confirmed any of this stuff. Some, and you'll, I've seen some videos where it's ba- like, he confirms this. And I watched the video and him, it's basically him skirting around the question. Yeah. Why Which, is he skirting around the question? Maybe because he saw something. Cause it's confirming. No. Yeah. But also you got to remember if you were an astronaut and you said you saw something in space, you are no longer an astronaut for whether for good reasons or not. I mean, one of the reasons could be the space NASA didn't want to send people up there that had a possible profile that like was maybe in their opinion, crazy. Yeah. They're like, Oh, this guy's got mental issues. Yeah. We can't have him up there guiding our ship. Yeah. Or they were covering things. Both are very legitimate theories or, or ways of going about something, and but the, it means we don't get the truth. Yeah. The or, fact that you are even thinking both options is by design. It's yeah. designed that way to make you feel like you're going crazy. Like, is this factual? Is this made up? What is the truth behind this? That's yeah. exactly the way the government would put anything, right? It would yeah. be. And even now, not even just the government. Now it's corporations like cable news yeah. channels that want you to. They, Hell yeah. Yeah. You were you you set up to get that drug. Yeah, you are the you. Let me tell you this, and I'll say it loud for the people in the back. You are the product. Yep. No matter who you think you're going against, whatever system you think you're fighting, you're still the product. We all are. So, so do your yeah. own research. Don't just listen to what a couple of weirdos on in your head or earphones right now are saying. Or if you're driving your car, I hope you have a good day at work. But don't just listen to what we have to say. You know, do your own research. Let us know what you think about this. Do is there some kind of evidence that points more to this being factual? Something that maybe we didn't find for this episode? Shoot it over. We want to hear. It. Yeah. We'll touch on it. Definitely. Diving in this next one, we do have a retired Soviet cosmonaut. Very entertaining. Love those guys. Yeah. And that is uh, Vladimir Kovalyanok. Kovalyanok. Good, good job. That sounds right. Major General Vladimir Kovalyanok was part of a crew manning Salyut 6 space station in 1981, saying, quote, When I was working at the Salyut orbital station, I saw something strange in a porthole one day. The object was the size of a finger. I was surprised to see it was an orbiting object. He added, it was hard to determine the size and the speed of an object in space. That is why I cannot say exactly which size it actually was. My partner, Victor Savinik, prepared to take a picture of it, but the UFO suddenly exploded. Only clouds of smoke were left. The object split into two interconnected pieces. It was reminiscent of a dumbbell. I reported about it to the mission control immediately. Kovalyanik is one of the few astronauts to see something inexplicable in space and talk openly about it afterward. Why do you think it is? Is the U.S. and that was my in parentheses, kind of my what we touched on a second ago. Is the U.S. you know always so secretive? Are they do they know this stuff exists and they're just hiding it from the public, or is it a matter of a, a lot of national people say, security? Yeah, a lot of yeah. people say they are hiding it from the public. What a shocker! What a shocker! And that sometimes be. it seems like it. Yeah, I could see that. That's why, like, uh, the book we talked about, Palmdale Files, hmm. seems le- some like it could be legitimate because that's what our government does. They hide stuff from us. Yeah. And what a, I wish, wouldn't it be nice if they just released, like, a book of stories that were just kept under wrap forever? And be like, here you go. You know what? We could probably get this nation out of debt if they just took a bunch of these cover-up stories, released, like, a New York Times bestseller, obviously. Right. Like, this is what we've been hiding. This is the truth of it. Buy the book. Get your nation out of debt. Yeah. Every single person in America would purchase this book just to know what the fuck the government was hiding. Yeah. You don't even have to start with aliens. You can yeah. start with underground bases or, yeah, you know. Charge 500 bucks a pop. Bigfoot. Yeah. Bigfoot. You know. Dude, the cover-ups don't just stop with, you know, the conspiracy stuff. Yeah. There's a... Skinwalker Ranch would be a, a, the first one to start with. 
Hell yeah. So, Hell yeah. And we'll man that team down there. Yeah. Uh, this next one is the NASA astronaut from 1967, NASA's Group 6, Story Musgrave. I love his first name. Yeah, what a story. NASA astronaut Story Musgrave claims to have, an, have seen eel-like tubes swim through space. In an interview, he explains that he saw the creature on two separate occasions. While some immediately dismissed this as space junk, possibly some type of hose that detached from a spaceship, Musgrave is adamant that the white eel had its own propulsion technique. I've heard that story before. Yeah, that was actually the one that made me want to do an episode on astronauts. I'm like, this dude saw a fucking eel in space? Kind of weird. I mean, you think about space, it's a, it's a vacuum, right? It's uh Nothing should be able to... Yeah. No, nothing, no life form we know of. Yeah. I think the tardigrades, those little tiny bears, can live in space. Tiny bears? You know, that really microscopic thing that looks like a puffed up, like he's got a, like a, a bunch of inflatables around him and he's got like this cute little face. He's a, it's called a tardigrade. It's this organism or something that's super hard to kill, lives in some of the most extreme places. And I think they've taken it up to space and it's lived in space. Like, will you die? Yeah. Just, and so I don't know. Here's another, when they were saying that it was maybe space junk, like, mm. an astronaut is highly trained. You would think. Yeah. They are like, they're not going to see typically a hose being a eel unless there's some oxygen issues or unless being in space messes with your vision a little. Yeah. That's the only thing they could change to, in my opinion, an astronaut's viewing of a hose compared to an eel-like creature that has self-propulsion. Yeah. And most hoses, I feel like, would be like circular in motion if it was like just tossed out in space. It'd have like a weird arc to it. Or someone would just be like this straight kind of propulsion, like wiggly. I picture it like wiggling like an eel, you know? I could see it being straight and not wiggling much because of the you know, there's not gravity and stuff, yeah. but whatever motion it started off in would be the motion or lack of motion it would have. But an astronaut is trained to know the difference between an eel yeah. and a piece of hose that might be needed on a, on a ship somewhere. Yeah. And he's saying it's a white eel too, yeah. which I guess the hoses on a lot of those outfits are technically white. But, but he would also recognize it because they spend so much time practicing. It would have true. to be He'd a just hose look from, down and be like, "Oh, that's my hose." Yeah, it would be a. It would have to be a hose from some kind of different craft or yeah. or something up there. Yeah, that's and this the whole self propulsion thing. Like it has its own. Like, come on, like of course that's not a hose, you know. And so yeah, when I saw the story, I'm like, wait, does that mean there's like we think about UFOs and we think about shit that could be in space, but do we really take into account like actual beings in space, like? creatures like animal yeah. type shit yeah like just because it's impossible for us to live out there doesn't mean that there isn't shit that just exists in space like uh, it's as as it's next to impossible to think about because it's cr almost crazy just logically thinking about that but i mean this story alone kind of hey maybe maybe it's factual you know uh, if there's there's life in the universe some of it could be floating through space maybe it's not alive anymore maybe it can't but maybe there you know there's plenty of things on this planet that live in places that they shouldn't live. Yeah. And we've mentioned several times, we've never done an episode on, but we've mentioned sky whales, mentioned sky creatures and stuff. The possibility of that. What, who's to say they don't come down from space? What if, I don't know, man. I have trouble with sky whales, except for in uh, the Star Wars show, Star Wars Rebels. Yeah. Cool. Cool rendition there. You'll see it eventually because you're going to have to start watching Star Wars cartoons soon. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, you want to take this next one? Musa Manarov, which is a Soviet cosmonaut. During a, a Mir, which is the Russian space station, 
mission in 1999, 1991, cosmonaut Musa Monarov was watching a visiting space capsule dock nearby. He was filming it approach, its approach when he saw an object that looked like it was coming off the spacecraft. But Manorov knew that there was... I can't even talk. But Manorov knew that there was something on the wing. Yeah. Okay. But Manorov knew that there was simply nothing that could come loose at that point. And as he had continued, as he continued to watch the object, it floated downward and away from the capsule. Manorov still can't explain what he saw up there, but he knows for sure that it was not space junk, as some people have claimed. Again, an astronaut, even the Soviet kind, should be able to recognize space junk. Yeah. Well, don't say even the Soviet kind, like they're less lesser human beings. How that was you? kind of a joke. <laughs> no, you know, no matter, you know, because a lot of times Americans. Oh, we have, think we're all. Yeah. We've been trained to think our astronauts are the best in the world. But the Soviets have done some pretty crazy things in space, too. Didn't the Chinese just do a mission to the dark side of the moon? Or was that made up? Nope, that's, they did. Yeah. I don't know what came about it yet. Yeah, so I guess they're better than us already. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. They found the original recording of Ozzy Osbourne's Dark Side of the Moon. I thought that was Pink Floyd. That's not Pink. Who? Oh, yeah. Bark at the Moon was Ozzy Osbourne. Okay. I was like, am I thinking of something different? No, you were correct. Okay. Yeah. Pink Floyd, but they found Ozzy barking at the moon on the dark side. Dark side of the moon is what... Uh, everyone's curious about that's where everyone thinks the bases are yeah so uh, i wonder why it's mums the word when the chinese are you know apparently doing it but isn't it look that's this is where i run into some issues there's a website you can literally go to see exactly all the space junk right yeah to see exactly how much junk is out there from previous missions explosions all that fun shit and let me tell you guys it's a lot yeah we're gonna have to start cleaning it up soon yeah there is I can't even fathom how anything can fly out there with all the space junk that is out and, out and about in the atmosphere, moving at ungodly speeds. Yeah, they have to be really careful when they're like sending something past that orbit. Yeah. I think there's windows they can go through. Yeah, because literally anything that, any small, tiny piece of junk that hits a craft, it's blowing a hole through that. Yeah, that's pretty boy. dangerous. So, um, like that was one of the whole reasons that we couldn't make it back to the moon, right? Was there's that and then there's, oh, somehow the technology got lost and oops, now we can't figure it out. Well, I think uh, China in the last few years blew up one of their satellites as a test and everybody was pissed because of how much space junk that's going to create yeah. and how like unpredictable some of it is at first. Yeah. You know, it could like propel something into those windows oh, you yeah. know, where they Block launch stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I, I would think some, somebody like Elon Musk is going to be putting something up there soon. That's just a big just, magnet. <laughs> yeah. Pulling a lot of the space junk out and big net, you know, I don't know what they'll do with it. If it's worth money, they'll send it back down to earth, but every, yeah, they'll sell it on eBay. Real space junk. Yeah. $2,000 a pop <laughs> checks out. And iodine tablets to protect you from the radiation of it absorbed. Nice. So this, uh, this next one is uh, Leroy Chow. Sounds like it. He's a retired NASA astronaut. Uh, Leroy Chow, I'm assuming that's how it's pronounced. Sorry if it's not Leroy. Commanded the International Space Station in 2005. While on a spacewalk, Chow saw white lights aligned in an upside-down check formation whiz right past him. Some people have posited that a string of fishing boats along the <laughs> South American coast could explain what he saw, but Chow was 230 miles above Earth when this happened. Those would have to be some seriously strong boat spotlights to be seen from all the way up there. Chow told HuffPost, quote, 
I'm skeptical of claims that we've been visited by aliens from another planet or other dimension, but I don't rule it out 100%. Yeah, I was the the boat thing was like, yeah, come on, man. That's like some next level, what uh, weather balloon? Yeah, that's nonsense. like you're not even trying. Yeah. Well, have you heard of fishing boats, Chow? No, like, he's like, yeah. Well, that's what it was. It's like, yeah. okay, <laughs> yeah, do better, do yeah. better, guys. Exactly. That was fire whoever's in charge of the secret shit. Yeah, hire a pathological liar to run the secret uh, department of the government. That's all you need. Yeah. They come up with shit on the spot, and it's a hundred times better than fishing boats. I yeah. promise you that. The Palmdale group would not have come up with fishing boats. They would not have. And it, the dude said it whizzed by him. Right? Yeah. How fast do you see fishing boats whizzing, man? If they're good, they don't whiz very fast. Yeah. You're trying to fish, son, yeah. all right? James McDivitt, NASA astronaut. While on the Gemini 4 mission in 1965, astronaut James McDivitt thought he saw a UFO. In an interview with NASA, and McDavid explained, I looked outside, I just glanced up, and there was something out there. It had a geom geometrical shape similar to the to a beer can or a pop can, you know, and with a little thing like maybe a pencil or something sticking out of it. That relative size dimensionally, it was all white. The press got hold of the story and ran with it, claiming McDivitt had seen a UFO. It wasn't until years later after reviewing a photograph he had never seen before that McDivitt realized what it was, a reflection of some bolts in the window glass. <laughs> he said, I went back and then I saw what the thing was, and really what it was, was a reflection of bolts in the windows. The windows were, were made up of about three or four or five panes of glass so that if one got broken, and we, we still had some pressure integrity. And these little things, when the sun shined on them right, they'd multiply the images off different panes and I'm sure that, that that's what this thing was. Yeah, likely story. It sounds yeah. like a good cover-up. Way to go, NASA. Much better than fishing boat lights, though. It is, because there's no way for any of us to be like, false. That's yeah. not what it was. And we've all seen weird stuff reflecting the sun or something like that, like yeah. through your windows at times where you're or, like, what the hell? Yeah. I've gotten afraid of my own reflection several times. Yeah. There's weird things that you see in reflections. Yeah, I don't normally look out the window and see, you know, space reflections junk. off space nuts. Thank God. Yeah. But um, this guy I mean, he's later on yeah. bought into the, to the story. He's saying it, it originally it's like a, a can shape with a pencil coming out of it. Yeah. He's like, it's an alien at first. Yeah. Or a UFO. And the next time he's like, no, it's just nuts. Uh, I was just nuts. No. Yeah. But my question would be, even reflections, though, there's some opacity, right? Like, like you're not going to see a reflection and it's going to be like 100% opaque. I still think... A NASA astronaut would be able to tell the difference between a reflection. Yeah, you can't go back years later and 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 come up with a reason. Yeah, maybe it was reflections, but when you go back that many years later, it's almost like you're trying to re-remember something or change the narrative or change the story. Yeah. So just by him saying, now that I look back all these years later, this is what it was. This is what you convinced yourself it was. Yeah. This is what somebody else convinced you to say it was. I don't know. But just seems like a weird cover up, a weird way of going back and covering up something. Maybe he was running for Congress. I don't know. And you yeah. can't say that stuff. Yeah. My question would be, does that mean that if anyone else was on board with him, did he ever look out the window and be like, holy shit, there's someone out there. I still And then guys behind him like, James, it's. It's just me, man. I'm behind you. And he's like, oh, thank God. That would be funny, though. Oh, God, there's like, someone else out there. Like, no, that's your reflection, me. man. Yeah. There's some random guy who looks just like us. Yeah. He's floating out in space. 
No, James. It's just me again. Just hanging out behind you. James, did you bring the mushrooms on the <laughs> on the voyage with the Yeah. Is that what that dragon was earlier? LSD turns into Lucy in space with diamonds. Yeah. It checks but, out. But it was just nuts in reflection of nuts the sun off the nuts. Yeah. It's hard not to be a child when you hear that sentence. I just was a child three times. Nice. Moving on. Yeah. Yeah, so this is the, the, the last one I got for us today. It is uh, John Glenn. Infamous. Or no, he's be famous, not infamous. Yeah, I always get those two mixed up. So I'll say the infamous, and then people look at me like, <laughs> why? Because I don't know the language. I don't have a solid grasp on the English language. That's why. Who does? So John Glenn, a NASA astronaut who flew on the Friendship 7 spacecraft. Great name. In February 1962, checks out why it was called the Friendship suddenly noticed something strange outside his window while in orbit. He immediately reported to NASA that he was watching what looked like a group of little glowing fireflies dancing outside his window. And they said, no, John, you dumbass, that's nuts. However, it would take a perplexed that they didn't say that. However, it would take a perplexed Glenn and worried NASA nearly a year to figure out what these little fireflies really were. It takes him a year to come up with this shit? Interesting. At first, NASA was concerned that perhaps these glowing dots were flecks of metal coming off of malfunctioning pieces of equipment, or coming off a malfunctioning piece of equipment. However, they later realized during another flight that these specks were actually frozen droplets of condensation. Way to focus on that word. I <laughs> have <laughs> a cartoon, I can't remember if it was Family Guy or something. Condensation. And so whenever I see that word, I have to say it very slowly. Condensation. They were shifting and cracking as the spaceship traveled. Take, takes them a year to think this is water droplets. I think because they have, when they actually get back, they have to put the astronaut back in a similar situation and test different things out and say, did, is this what it looked like? How about this? Yeah. Could it have been this? And he's like, no, man, why did I ever choose to become an astronaut? I just wanted to be a fighter pilot. Were you drinking water? John, Were you? was there someone behind you? John, was it your reflection? He's like, you know what, guys, there's condensation. Can I go home? Was it nuts? Yeah. Was there were there the nuts hanging behind you? <laughs> yeah. Was something reflecting off of them? Was it the because uh, the doctor's right down the hall. We need to go talk to him. If so, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So there's a few, a couple of these. Obviously, they think they have explanations for it. Maybe, maybe it's very factual. Maybe they like, oh, this was definitely what you saw. But John Glenn never, in my opinion, said anything controversial. Yeah. And that's probably why I think he went to skate to space again when he was 80. Mm. you know, or something like that. So I think he went there, like he's the oldest man to have ever gone to space for the U.S. So, and I think he went on maybe a space shuttle mission or something. Mm. I could be wrong. Yeah. But he was very rational all the time. Yeah. You know, put together. I'd never heard too much to make people think that maybe, I don't think he would report a UFO even if he saw one. He would cover it up. Yeah. It's USA all the way with someone like John Glenn. John Glenn. No, and there's, I'm sure, a ton of people screaming at their uh, phones and or vehicle radios right now being like, okay, you touched on all those people, but you're not going to touch on the one person that says definitively there's UFOs out in space? Who is that? He punched someone in the face recently. Buzz Aldrin. Buzz Aldrin, yes. I'm sure there's plenty of people out there screaming at their phones and stuff talking about, okay, so you'll talk about all these people. You're not going to once touch on the person that claimed definitively that there's aliens and UFOs and whatnot and talking about our boy Buzz Aldrin. Have you, have you heard any of his stories and of his talking about, I hear him kind of like, he's the one I think that everybody's like, he, he admitted there's aliens. And then I watched the interview and 
It's not yeah. even close to that. Yeah. I and, don't know. That, that's something that's not something that I just want to like randomly throw into a summer break episode for the record. Like when we do for like future UFO, um, future UFO episodes, maybe season three, season four, season 15, who knows? That's something that I actually want to look into a little further and get like the whole story on that and touch on that and not just be like, oh, this is what he said. The end, you know, so that's why I didn't include Buzz Aldrin in this one. But I did get some lesser known astronauts. Isn't it weird that there's people that go to space that we just don't even know? Yeah. Like a lot the, of them. Yeah. The only the the main you know crew is that the original three and even of the original three, the two that people remember are Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin. You need to go watch. Uh... There's a famous show that talks about that whole space race from mm. like the 80s or early. I think it was the 80s that they. Uh, I can't remember the name of the show, but everybody probably knows what it is. Yeah. Famous. Uh, all about like leading up to the space race, all the, like some of the scandals and the stigma. And yeah. How like if you were not accepted into the program, you were kind of like a failure type of thing and all the trauma these guys went through. Yeah, that checks out. Um, there was another piece that I left out of this that was that had to do with a like someone that claims definitively once again that you know aliens existed that and actually he's the one that is more coined with saying that Neil Armstrong did in fact call this in and he was a chief something at NASA at the time saying that yeah that would that actually happened Neil did see those things and it was a cover up but they they claimed he was a chief some kind of chief for NASA but when I tried to look him up it's hard for me to actually find like where do you find that record it should be somewhere you would think so yeah but is that one of the things like when I mean, you look at stuff like bob lazar and they just wipe records when people start coming out with these things that's what i would do yeah it's a smart move so like you know with same with bob lazar he's he's like yeah i went here did this and that and they're like well we have no record of you doing that but you can still find people that remember him working there and all this stuff so is that a similar situation with this guy which again i didn't include him in this episode because i think he would be a pretty big chunk of a future like space oriented episode or it could be just like when i worked out at lockheed where my dad worked hmm. i could be like i was employed by lockheed at skunk works yeah and technically i was there but i was never and technically the money came from lockheed but i was never their employee yeah and maybe i could have seen something i didn't but um if something would have crashed it crossed in front of, in front of me that was secret i could have been like yeah i saw this and i worked on it yeah. and it you know there would be no proof of it there true or they could erase it yeah. if i did tap proof which is if i ran the government and you had to cover up things yeah you're like men in black make them disappear i mean i would not do that yeah but this guy I don't was like that. allegedly a pretty higher up position it wasn't like just some you know joe schmo you have to let me know the name when you remember yeah and then we'll do we'll do some more we'll come back to it if we find anything yeah that is something that is absolutely going to happen What's your, what's what's everybody's favorite astronaut stories that you that we didn't bring up here? Do you have some that that you've heard that maybe talk about similar things, what they see in space? Yeah, let's hear it. There's there's more stories out there, and there's been a lot of people go to space. And space is fascinating in general. Like yeah. stories that come from there, you know, people that go out there are usually like the best and brightest, you know. Yeah. So the idea that or they riches. come back, yeah, or yeah, everyone except for Jeff Bezos and yeah. who was. I guess the guy that um, Richard Branson, yeah, him. But also, who's the guy that you're kind of like? Oh, William Shatner. William Shatner, yeah. He went up with Bezos, so instantly fuck William Shatner too. I mean, if somebody's gonna offer you a seat, you'll go. I won't. Fuck that. I would. 
You'd go to space? Yeah, I don't. You guys would be fine without me. You have to get up to space. You realize, like, it's not just a teleport. Like, you got to go through the harrowing launch, the, all the G's up against your face, all that training. Fuck all that, dude. If William uh, Shatner could go up there, I could go there. Oh, because you guys are one and the same. Well, you just got a big <laughs> suit, and you're not even really. You're going to the edge you're of like, space. You know, you don't even get to hang out there with these guys. They're just like, we're gonna fly you up there, and then we're gonna come back down. Yeah. So you're in space for like a few minutes. To, that uh, doesn't sound exciting. Not yeah, not even. It's like a jet blue flight. That doesn't even sound scary. Yeah, it sounds like what I do every month. Yeah, I just go a little higher. Child's play. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's let's aim for season three to do an episode on the dark side of the moon. That'd be fun. Yep. Looking at stuff for dark side of the moon. I can make up all kinds of stuff. For, I mean, I can. Oh, hilarious! Ha ha, <laughs> ha ha, Christian. Very funny. Yes, yes. Please make up all kinds of nonsense. Um, yeah, so, but that just about does it for this episode of TFT Summer Break. We hope you guys appreciate that. I don't think I touched on the socials, did I? You might not have. Um, yeah, so if you haven't already, which I'm sure you have, what else are you doing with your free time, you know? Find us on social media at TFD Paranormal on TikTok, at Freaky Deaky Pod on Instagram and Facebook. Give us your thoughts, post some comments, make friends in, in those comments. And uh, yeah, let's, let's, let's grow this bad boy. If you need a t-shirt, go head over to the merch store got some dope ass t-shirts or if you want to get ready for the winter and get some hoodies go for it that's right or if you want a blanket if you're like fucking legend of a listener marlene get yourself a blanket yeah everybody that has a blanket loves it they are pretty popping very popular very popular item especially in the summer (laughs) (laughs) great great ad read for the summer products but yeah that does it uh we're gonna get back out there enjoy this beautiful alaskan summer while we can We will see you right back here for TFT Summer Break next week. Same place, same time. Did I tell you about the time I saw Bigfoot? Same people. Goodbye, everyone. I think we should just leave that in there somewhere. (laughs) You'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah. Hey, did I ever mention that time when I was... That everyone's Just random.
stinky. Government agents. Mm-hmm. 